Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond Budget Headlines. Last week, we talked about how fiscal considerations might take a backseat in this budget, the future of the Vivaad Sivishwas scheme, and also got a bit of a lesson in the history of India's budget from our very special guest, Mr. Ashok Kumar Bhattacharya. AKB, welcome to the show. Let me start our discussion with what uh, N.K. Singh, the chairman of the 15th Finance Commission, said earlier this week about the fiscal deficit. He said it should be a range instead of a point and that it might be a more re realistic way of looking at things. Can you explain, sir, what this means and uh, what do you think of this whole idea? Uh, thank you, Ruchika. Uh, uh, this has been an issue uh, which has uh, been figuring for uh, the last uh, several weeks uh, and uh, uh, not just uh, the, uh, the chairman of the 15th Finance Commission, Mr. N.K. Singh, but there are uh, uh, a few other uh, experts or economists have mooted this idea. When the finance minister presented the budget in February 2020, uh, the, the revised estimate showed that the there is a deviation of exactly 0.5 percentage point of, so therefore the, the revised estimate showed that the fiscal deficit has gone up to 3.8% of GDP. But as we see now, the actuals have come out, which tell us that the fiscal deficit has actually gone up to 4.6% of GDP. So even before COVID-19 and the economic lockdown played havoc with the Indian economy, and the government's finances, the government's fiscal deficit had just gone haywire. Now the debate is that should they be a single target or should they be a range of targets? Uh, and the idea of a, tar a range has come from the monetary policy regime where you also have a monetary policy inflation target of 4% with a range of 2% either way, uh, and the higher side and the lower side. But remember, the target is the same. Target is 4%. Similarly, the fiscal deficit target, in my view, should be one target. Yes, you could have a range of 1% here and 1% there, but a target has to be there. Without a target, the markets, the, 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 the government itself, and uh, anybody who's tracking the government finances will actually will, will have no way to measure its own performance. So therefore, if you want to have a range, you must not give up the target. There has to be a single target. Yes, you can have a, a, a tolerance band, so to say, of 1% above and 1% low, and below or, or, or in excess of which you should not unnecessarily worry, but make a statement to parliament and saying that, listen, I could not meet that target. Broadly speaking, we are actually uh, should be in the same uh, position where we are in the past. That is, if the fiscal deficit is, is much higher than what it ought to be, then it should stay within a range and the deviation should be explained to the country, to the people, and to parliament. So probably that is the range that needs to be defined, the range of deviation instead of the range of def deficit is sent because it will be a more disciplined approach. Yeah, so absolutely. The uh, other thing uh, that I wanted to talk to you about is what former RBI Governor D. Subarao has uh, uh, told uh, 
Ms. Sita Raman, this uh, uh, about the budget. We also talked about it uh, in our last discussion as to how this is an opportunity. And he has said that let us not waste this crisis. One of the interesting points he has made is that the government may have to choose between encouraging consumption or supporting production. And Mr. Subarao believes that the government should have a bias towards supporting production. What do you think, sir? Well, I think uh, yeah, uh, the, the government must, uh, must uh, spend more uh, and should spend more in a manner that uh, it uh, leads to higher consumption uh, in the short run. Uh, there, is a, uh, there is a belief that uh, if you spend more in infrastructure, uh, it will create immediate demand, which is uh, slightly misplaced because if you're investing in infrastructure with a long-term gestation period, the, the positive impact of such infrastructure investments uh, are not immediately felt. They are felt over a period of time, maybe two to three years. So it will be important to invest in projects that yield quick returns. And therefore, if it, is, if it can get quick returns, it is likely that it will boost consumer demand because more money will be flowing into the system and that money will be in the hands of people who can go out and buy things and services in the market. And that will, that will uh, trigger kind of a, a consumption demand. And as you know, that almost 60% of the Indian economy is actually composed of private consumption. So it is very important that private consumption uh, needs to be given a boost. What is happening right now is that, yes, the government is, has announced uh, you know, 30 lakh crore of stimulus packages and the various schemes. I am not going into that, but what I am saying is that if you look at the economic recovery right now, this economic recovery is happening uh, probably at the cost of long-term consumer demand. Because this recovery, let's take the corporate sector recovery. The corporate sector has seen a profit of 25% in the second quarter, but this profit has largely come on the strength of lower uh, uh, wage cost. And that saving is resulting in corporate profit. Now, if this corporate profit can be funneled back to investments, it will lead to investment demand and therefore uh, you, you will see some positive benefit. But if that does not happen, you are, you are going to see tepid consumption demand and with wages being depressed, a long-term sustainable recovery can be, uh, uh, can be a problem. Government, I think, will step in. Uh, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman has promised a vibrant budget and she said that the momentum of public spending has to go on. And she's talked about the infrastructure sector. What are the areas Absolutely. in which uh, you think? Well, I think, I think she has to spend more on uh, infrastructure. But uh, apart from uh, spending in infrastructure, uh, she also has to uh, make sure that uh, payment uh, uh, cycle, for example, the MSME sector, uh, they are still not getting enough uh, of their payments being released. Uh, so so uh, you need to provide support, spend your money in a manner uh, that uh, demand in these uh, small enterprises, entrepreneurs, uh, trade, uh, those things are benefited. Of course, you have to spend more 
on infrastructure. Uh, there is a there is a belief that the government has spent a lot of money this year. Actually, the governments, if you take the first seven months of uh, uh, of the budget numbers and the current year, the government actually has not spent uh, uh, more than what it was spending even last year. I mean, the government's annual current year's budget had projected an increase in the expenditure by 13%. But so far, till October end, the expenditure has only been almost same as last year at the same time, which is 0.3% increase. Now, clearly, government is not spending more from its own uh, uh, the fiscal, the government's resources, because it wants to keep the fiscal deficit within the broad manageable limits of whatever that may be, maybe seven or eight percent or whatever. Now, if the government uh, squeezes his own expenditure, the fear is uh, that long-term uh, recovery, sustainable recovery can be a problem. So therefore, the government has to actually go in for, for uh, more projects, maybe go into small gestation projects, which uh, results in, 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 in demand recovery at a, at a shorter time intervals. You're right, sir. Perhaps India has been very cautious in terms of public spending. Fiscal concerns are there, obviously. But what about disinvestment? Every budget promises massive uh, disinvestments, but we don't see much results. And now the stock markets are booming. We are still uh, just starting the whole uh, Air India process uh, or Air India's disinvestment process. How do you see uh, this whole uh, disinvestment situation uh, shaping up? Why think, is it that we have not been? Yeah, I think it's an important point. The government, uh, you know, had started the year with, with a huge, very ambitious target of 210,000 crore. I mean, 2.1 trillion rupees of disinvestment revenues. Uh, remember that last year, they got only 50,000 crore of disinvestment revenues. So from 50,000 crore of disinvestment revenues, the government was trying uh, to, to uh, increase it almost by four times. Uh, now, this is a tough and ambitious target. Uh, it was relying a lot on, uh, on two or three big disinvestments or privatization. Uh, one was the uh, launching the IPO, initial public offer for Life Insurance Corporation of India. Now that has got into some problem in terms of valuation of its, uh, of, of its businesses and all that. It's an insurance company after all. Uh, there should not be any unnecessary hurry in it. Uh, and in the hurry, if you sell your blue chip insurance company uh, at a price which is lower than it's what its valuation ought to be, uh, it will not send out a good signal. Uh, so LIC uh, is, which it was supposed to get around almost 90,000 crore or rupees, uh, is actually probably off the, the current year's calendar, I mean, financial year calendar. Uh, the BPCL uh, was another oil company. Uh, now that uh, disinvestment uh, privatization process uh, is on. Uh, one may expect uh, that the BPCL privatization uh, may be completed before the current financial year ends, and that will give maybe 48,000 crore or 50,000 crore of rupees uh, for the government under the disinvestment target. Air India is a, is a difficult one. Uh, you do not know how much money the government will get. Probably it will be a distress sell. Uh, so the government uh, cannot rely on Air India uh, to meet 
uh, its disinvestment target of 2.1 trillion rupees. Uh, so I, uh, you know, uh, uh, the meeting the 2.1 trillion disinvestment target will be very, very difficult. Uh, till today, uh, if you look at the government of India's uh, announcements and, and the figures which have been made public so far, the government has mobilized just about uh, 12,000 crore rupees uh, from disinvestment so far. So 12,000 crore has been mobilized so far, and the target is almost another two trillion rupees uh, in the remaining three and a half months. So it will, it will be a tough job. Now, I think uh, we should be realistic about it. Uh, 2.1 trillion uh, target uh, will be difficult to achieve. Uh, but if uh, the government can actually lay out a, a, a long-term plan uh, of uh, privatizing uh, some of the companies, uh, it can uh, look forward to uh, better revenues under disinvestment uh, maybe next year. Yes, perhaps long-term view is what we need at this point uh, for a lot of things actually, sir. Thank you so much uh, for joining and sharing all your insights today. We will be back next week. Thank you, Ruchika. If you like this video, share it and subscribe to Business Standard. For more news, views and insights, log on to www.business-standard.com. Do also follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram and LinkedIn.